Hello to all my beautiful listeners and and viewers. Um, Thank you for tuning in for The Spirit Adventure. I am your host, Nia Nicole. Today, I am joined by Paul Kennedy. Paul has worked in the restaurant business for the past 30 years. In 2018, Paul decided to pack his backpack in hopes of getting a chance to see the world and travel. He is now and since then has been in Vietnam, learning Vietnamese culture and food. He is currently working on his cookbook that will be released this year. And besides authentic Vietnamese recipes, Paul hopes to do his part in piquing the reader's interest in understanding the world. Hi, Paul. How are you? <laughs> I am me. Hello. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, let me just, yeah, hi everyone, I'm Paul, I'm <laughs> joining you with Naomi, uh, we were having a great laugh uh, with technical yes. difficulties before we started, <laughs> and I, it took everything I had to not laugh during the introduction, because we were laughing non-stop I know, it's, you know, it, I, typically <laughs> stuff like this will, will be like, you know, starts starts off in a rocky start, but this is a great start, you know? It was a funny, it was a great, it was a great start, and I wish the <laughs> listeners could have heard us. I know. <laughs> sometimes that's the best part, but hopefully you get through our laughter, I hope you at least understand we had a good time getting ready yes and, and i'm and i'm so grateful to have you on my podcast you thank know, you to, for having me of course of course just to talk more about your journey and, <laughs> <laughs> what a great start yes i love it so i, I want to unpack you know and all pun intended i want to unpack yes. your your journey um so i know everyone um if not most people you know has a tale for how they started off cooking and for me it was watching my grandmother and my dad cook that piqued my interest in learning more about food and seasonings and etc so what piqued your interest when it comes to cooking oh good lord so <laughs> i haven't i've never told this before um, but to to get a my parents' rule, the, the rule was, if you get a job, we'll help you with a car. Mm-hmm. Get a job to get to work. So mm-hmm. I took a job as a dishwasher at mm-hmm. a place where my sister worked. Mm-hmm. And one day, the entire kitchen walked out, wow. which was you know, a great sign for the kind of place <laughs> I was working at. Um, wow. And, and they, they took me into the kitchen and just said, can you cook? Just <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're, we're packed. We're busy. Just... And I had no clue how to cook. I'm not saying that was when I learned or grew a love for it, but that was mm-hmm. definitely my introduction. I still kind of wake up in a, in a cold sweat thinking about that <laughs> um, because it wasn't anything fancy or special. It was spaghetti. But, I, you know, um, a super busy restaurant where it's me and the manager just cooking and no clue how to cook, no clue how to turn on yeah. a stove. So that's my first introduction. You know, from there, I eventually worked my way into cooking and yeah, at some point, uh, what you know becomes your passion mm-hmm. because you're comfortable with it. And then I went on to culinary school awesome. and it just slowly uh, became ingrained in, in what I know and what I what I enjoy. Yeah, most definitely. I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I believe it or not, I started. Well, not cooking, of course, but like I did a little bit of things when I was like four. My great grandmother, right. <laughs> my great grandmother, um, she, you know, she was getting older in age and whatnot, but she, she had me one day cooking eggs and toast and I was like four years old. <laughs> <laughs> 
so, so that was my, my first adventure with cooking. <laughs> good memory, by the way. Good, me- yes. good memory at the age of four. Yeah. I'm sure those sure. eggs turned out really good. Um, I think so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in, cor- in correlation to self-development, um, what ways do you think cooking helps you in finding more about yourself? I don't think it really did. I, you definitely uh, tap into your creativity when you mm-hmm. get to the, the point of responsibility where you can be creative in that field. You know, up mm-hmm. until then, it's pretty robotic. It's follow the recipes, uh, turn and burn, repeat. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of robotics. Uh, yeah. But once you have the ability, we have the position of being creative, it definitely unlocks that part of you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then learning about yourself I don't know, outside of the creativity, I don't think it really hit home until I traveled. Got it. Got it. Okay. That's when you realize there's more to it. There's a depth to it. If you allow it, if right. you allow and understand what you're doing beyond the, the textbook, then mm-hmm. it's a different level of learning. For sure. And, and speaking of traveling, I mean, that's a good segue. Um, so traveling <laughs> the world is such an eye-opening experience, you know, as, as both you and I know. Um, yes. And it could also be a very spiritual one, you know, if you allow it to be. Um, right. So what have you learned about your self-development and spiritual growth when traveling solo? I'm still wrapping my head around it because <laughs> it's, it really is such a great, and this is four years into it. It's yeah. such a great experience and it's never ending. Yeah. So the more you allow it to teach you, the more you learn. And I'm still learning every day. So mm-hmm. it definitely, it, it, I'm, I'm, I've always been pretty open-minded, but it opens your mind even more. It reshapes your mindset. It does. So yeah. it's, uh, what have I learned? Yeah, I'm, I'm more understanding, more empathetic. I always say it's a crash course in empathy. Mm-hmm. When you understand other people, especially through food, when you understand their culture, then you understand other people more and you understand yourself more. Yeah. So I love it's not, that. it's never ending. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I could say the same thing as well. I mean, you know, when I traveled solo, it, it definitely awakened my, my mind when it comes to my surroundings and the people around, that I'm surrounded by, the cultures, the languages, food, um, and it could be a little daunting experience. I know you and I had discussed this before, how yes. the experience first off, you know, it, it can be daunting, especially if you've never done it before. But, right. um, you know, sometimes it's just it's good to just do it because the more you allow fear or the, the thought of being so disconnected from your norm, you know, the more you allow that into your space, the less you, you, you'll be willing you know to actually go out and and do it and and find what it is that you love to do when it comes to traveling you know and i i realized today i was coming home and i've been teaching since lockdown and i was coming home from the same school that i've been at for a couple years Mm -hmm. and i have no clue how to get there i don't don't drive a motorbike i take like the equivalent of an uber Mm -hmm. but it's a, a motorbike grab it's called and I have no clue how to get to school. And it dawned on me that when I lived in New York City, I always got lost. I had no clue. I usually got lost at least once a week, wow. even though it's a grid system. Mm-hmm. Because, and I realized the, the, the similarity is, is that in both scenarios, I was tuned out to it. Mm-hmm. I was not paying attention to it because I didn't have to. Right. So I'm not paying attention. If you take me to a, a a brand new country, you pick me up, drop me off, I'll find my way around yeah. because I have to. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah. my 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 attention to directions, I don't need to now because I take a grab. So yeah. I don't. When I lived in New York City, when I, I got lost because it didn't matter. Yeah. But when you're when you're traveling, you have to. So your senses shift. Mm-hmm. Your instincts change. So you start paying attention in ways that you didn't have to before. That is so especially true. Especially solo. Especially yeah. solo. So yeah, I realized two years, I have no clue how to get to my school. Not a clue. Wow. Not a clue. And if you drop me off anywhere in Hanoi, I wouldn't be able to get home. Really? <laughs> um, but if, you, if I was traveling, I could, but it might take me a while because it wouldn't matter. Right, right. That's interesting. But when there's... Yeah, when there's pressure involved and a timeline, any kind of constraint, that's when there's an issue because it's not important. I don't mm. pay attention because you I don't know, have to. And, and you know, so fascinating, just to kind of piggyback off of that, that's that's such a valid point because the times that I've also solo traveled, like, you know, when you're in your own home country or city, like it doesn't right. really matter as much but when you're put into a position where it's everything is brand new you just learn how to figure it out you know you use your wits you you may or may not use you know google maps or ask people for help but it's like your instincts are just in full drive because you're like okay i need to navigate in my way around in this new place if i keep admitting these things that i do you're going to think i'm just a complete idiot i'm going no. to i'm going <laughs> no. to admit it anyway so in, in, in Manhattan, in New York, mm-hmm. I did, could not even figure out how to use Google Map. Mm-hmm. I could not. The arrow, I didn't realize what it was until I was traveling. I was like, oh, that arrow moving is me. You're like, oh, th- this is where I'm at. Okay, I kept perfect. going, oh, it's moving again. Now where am I? Uh, the arrow moves. The arrow um, moves with me. But my, yeah, I was like, I didn't get that. I didn't get the correlation. Um, and I'd never bothered looking it up because I didn't have to. I was like, oh, this Google map. I can't figure this out. Get in the cab. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yes, you, I can, if you pick me up and drop me off in any other country, I can find my way around because I have to. And it's not like a high pressure where I'm going to start crying. Right. In the, you know, in, in the fetal position. It's just, <laughs> you're, you have to, and you do. You become yeah. a grown-up. Yeah. Um, so that's the difference. It's not something that's really stressful where people go, ah, I don't want that kind of pressure on me. It's not like that. It's just you start, you can, you just start tapping into that. And it's, just, it's nothing yeah. difficult. You just re- think, you think differently. Yeah, for sure. So. And, and, you know, since we're admitting things, I will say <laughs> <laughs> that when I first, first traveled abroad, I, I, right. I did shed a t- few tears because I was just like, I was nervous, I was anxious, and it was something that I wasn't used to. And right. I basically pushed and forced myself to do it. I was like, you know, like, I, I love the thought of, I, I, even prior to traveling, I love the thought of traveling and solo traveling. And so it was kind of something that scared me. But I say that to say, like, people should, should be able to do what scares them, especially for something that they're passionate about, you know, when it comes to their life journey. And so right. when I first started traveling, oh, yeah, I, I shed a few tears. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm not necessarily, I don't know if I would encourage that. Um, but you I 100% agree you should be uncomfortable because that's when you're learning 
Most definitely. The crying? Yeah, yeah, we could talk about it. You know, maybe after we stop recording, you and I can have a little therapy session about what exactly happened. I think I was was just full of anxiety that, like, I just, it just came up out of me with emotions. So, uh. well, I, I stayed in my first hostel when I started traveling, the first night that I decided to travel. And the second hostel I stayed at, which was the second night uh, it was, I left, mm-hmm. the, I remember sitting on the edge of the bed going, this is horrible. And oh, I wasn't crying, but I remember cringing going, trying to talk myself out of it, having that, again, inner dialogue where I'm arguing with myself saying, get up, there's a hotel across the street. You know, don't, because this is an experience. This is where you learn. Yeah. And I did stay. And I'm so glad I stayed. Because that horrible hostel ended up being a great experience, wonderful experience. That night was horrible. <laughs> that night was painful. It was horrible. I didn't no. cry like you did, but, <laughs> but it was so horrible. Oh, man. And, and you know, th- that also kind of entails when it comes to self-development, too, because, yes. I mean, we, you know, we're, we're processing, we're learning, we're growing through this experience. So, sure, you know, although I've cried the first time around, <laughs> I, I think I've become more comfortable with, you know what, like, I'll figure it out. You know, right. a- everything's going to be fine. There's nothing to be afraid of. And um, it's just a part of the journey. But that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, you know, life is life is such an adventure, which is why I want wanted to name my podcast as such because every day you know our spirit and our soul is on a new adventure and you know there's some type of learning that we stumble upon every day um I firmly believe that traveling is nothing without spirituality you know there are energy vortexes around the world which those who have traveled you know have no doubt experience um these places they feel different um one example I could get into is, you know, lots of retreats happen in Ibiza, Sedona, Bali, et cetera. Um, And part of that is being somewhere new. And these destinations are the perfect places to evolve and let go. Um, So living in Vietnam, how is the energy there and how have you undergone or have you undergone a spiritual transformation residing in Vietnam? Um, I've definitely changed. I've definitely evolved like we spoke about, but Spiritually, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not a spiritual person, but I understand the spiritual changes okay. and the connection. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And especially in a country uh, that's Buddhist. Yeah. Or the majority is Buddhist, just as, as Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a strong connection. And for your audience, I think it's appealing to both spiritual mm-hmm. and not. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the changes, sometimes they are. And sometimes you don't realize they're spiritual. Right. You know, there's the same, it's similar to agnostic, but with spirituality. Mm -hmm. So they understand there's a change. They just don't understand that it's spiritual. Right. Because that's a different level of understanding that they may not, or I may not have at this point. Yeah, most definitely. It's part of the growth of understanding and understanding or experiencing spirituality. The same with those who have never meditated. You will never understand it until yeah. you meditate. Yeah. <laughs> you don't understand it. It's, and, and same with traveling. All of it. Until you actually do it yourself, until you experience spirituality, experience meditation, experience traveling solo, mm-hmm. you won't truly understand it. For it's, sure. It's impossible. 
it, it's one you of can, those it's one of those had to be there moments <laughs> yeah it really is i mean there there are experiences say like skydiving and scuba diving that's an experience also that you won't understand until you do it but that's a singular that's like a one-time deal right the others are lifetime changes and lifetime understandings mm-hmm. so different learning most definitely um have you gotten a chance to travel with the intention of like volunteering or working on a farm helping out in the eco village or doing work that, of that mm-hmm. sort i haven't mm-hmm. i have not would you like to but um it depends so okay. my encounters well are you offering something for me is that what you're doing <laughs> Are you no. selling me something? You have like a I, have a, I have a discount, you know. A time, a volunteer timeshare for me. <laughs> um, I wish I offered that. That would be pretty cool. No, so I, I, so my encounters with it are not the most positive. Okay. But I don't want to taint other people's overall pictures of it. Mine are more people, organizations taking advantage of people. Yeah. But I know there are good ones out there. Yeah, for sure. It, it just you just have to search for it, which is you know it's kind of the unfortunate spectrum. But yeah. you have to bet. You have to truly bet. I had um, uh, there was a girl I knew who went to to Thailand mm-hmm. for six weeks, and she volunteered at uh, Elephant Sanctuary. And when she came back, I just there's too many holes, too many red flags in her story. Yeah. I just didn't understand, and I ended up going to one of those when I was in Thailand and mm-hmm. I immediately because only because I was a solo traveler I think although I think she was too I'm not sure what she I don't think she had the intent of learning I right. did and right. I, I I saw the holes in her story and, and most of the sanctuaries are basically zoos yeah you know, they, they breed the animals they breed the elephants there they train them for years they still keep them chained up at night yeah. they're zoos um but, you know, her takeaway was, oh, I volunteered at an elephant sanctuary. My takeaway was completely different. Right. More aware because I went there with the intent of understa- truly learning and understanding. Um, but yeah. that was a volunteer experience. And I, I see that a lot with teaching, too. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people, a lot of organizations look for volunteers, but they're just looking for the, the cash the free labor. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 It, it definitely, you know, with, when it comes to stuff like that, definitely use your discernment. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of places that are, you know, good places to volunteer. Incredible. But Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but you just have to like weed through all of them because it's, it's so many. Uh, again, to your point, like with en- the elephant, you know, um, basically zoos, you know, it's it's a lot of those. And it's very unfortunate, um, especially when it comes to just animals just, you know, living in their own environment and they have to be kind of compacted basically in like a jail. And so, um, you know, it's important for all of my listeners out there who are interested in doing any type of volunteer work, definitely do your due diligence and use your discernment um, because it's it's very unfortunate, you know, what they do. There are lots of credible places out there looking for volunteers. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I think if... I think the person, the volunteer, will even find it more rewarding if they yeah. do their due diligence and they understand rather than going in there, then becoming skeptical and then, you know, having that, that experience. So For it sure. makes sense. It makes For sense sure. to, do, to check them out. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so just to switch topics really quickly. Yes. Um, so I would love to know more about your cookbook. Um, so aside from the recipes, what can readers take away when learning about Vietnamese food and traveling? So I added some tidbits about the culture here, little mm -hmm. splinters of the culture, uh, mm -hmm. just to pique everyone's interest to hopefully get them to travel because my knowledge of Vietnam was limited to the fact that we had a war here. <laughs> that was yeah, it. Yeah. And then to hear someone's comment about needing a machete to get to the hotel. Wow. Uh, yeah, I realized people do have, they have no clue. They think yeah. it's a giant rainforest <laughs> and there was a warrior. And it's not like that. So I'm not necessarily trying to get people to come to Vietnam, right. but to hopefully consider somewhere and, and look into it because yeah. we are, we don't, we're not provided the information and a lot of us don't look into it. You know, the yeah. books we read are the books we read and a lot of online is also misinformation. Yeah. I read on Twitter, <laughs> um, a well-known magazine, online magazine posted mm -hmm. an article, article from 2005 on Twitter yesterday. So I was thinking, wow, <laughs> what, yes, what, what kind of staff are you working with that you're publishing? I don't know. Do I need a calculator for this? What, this how many years? I, I think that's, what is that, like seven to 16, 17 years, maybe? Jeez, as 2005, an article. Wow. Uh, and I see that a lot. And in, in researching for the cookbook, I found a lot of information and very similar. It was people that had, that were written articles that were written by people who had never even been here wow, or that had been here for two weeks. And they're writing as if it was completely factual about their New right. Year's Eve, their New Year's <clears throat> celebration or stuff. And so a lot of the information we receive is, is just not correct. So my book, it's not a history book. It's a cookbook with authentic recipes because also the same thing. I don't see when I see someone post a picture of fun, it's ingredients that we don't even use in Vietnam, man. I just, right. And I'm like, You're is like, that, you... what is, yeah, is that Chef Boyardee? What is that? I, I never, it's Campbell's. I, yeah, is that, does Campbell's have fun now? Like, what, who made that? Is that a, is that a Subway uh, banh mi? A banh what? mi. I just don't, I've never seen those ingredients in this country. We only use ingredients that are in our town. Right. Um, <laughs> so I don't get, so I, I put authentic recipes and I just put light, sometimes one sentence, easy to read for someone who has ADD like me. It's just very lighthearted information about the culture, just as an eye opener, because if they don't get here, maybe they can at least understand it a little bit more. For because sure. Because it's not what we thought. Sure. Not yeah <laughs> and you know kind of back to just the credibility aspect you know you know there, there's a lot of when it comes to social media and you know tv and whatever the case may be it's a lot of misinformation and i think wow. that's that's my issue is that you know there, there's so many things that get kind of thrown around about different countries about different people about different races and etc that it becomes the norm to um to, to misconceive or to misunderstand how people actually live. And it's, it's unfortunate because you base everything off of this mi misinformation. <laughs> there was, there was a lady 
uh, also on Twitter who reached out to me and she wanted to, I don't know why she thought I was maybe a spokesperson for Vietnam, <laughs> but she, uh, that I spoke English. I'm the only one. I don't know why she reached out to me, but you know, I like when people reach out to me, I like connecting nonetheless. So, mm-hmm. and she said, I want to help people there. And I was like, great. Uh, you know, again, I'm just thinking how, why me? And, and she said she wanted to, God, I hope she's not listening. I won't say her name now. Um, she goes, I want to send seeds. Can I send some seeds? And I'm thinking, you know, I, you know, Hanoi, where I live, is the size of New York City with high rises or mid rises, but nonetheless. I said, this is a city with 9 million people and, and higher. It's a modern city. Sure, send me some burpee seeds. Send me a pack of 20 cucumber burpee seeds. <laughs> you know, I, I think she just wanted to help you build your own little garden in the city. <laughs> but the, uh, so this was a, she was in a different country. She was somewhere in the UK. Uh, but it's everywhere. And, and yeah. no offense to her, if she asked me what it was like where she lived, I'd have no idea. Yeah. But yeah. she's also not putting out a good book to, right. to tell me about it. <laughs> When I, I tell my friends, I say, yeah, this lady wants to send some seeds. And they go, seeds? <laughs> and I go, and this was like a back and forth, seeds, S-E-E-D-S. And they're like, for, for plants? I go, yes. And they're like, what does she, what does she think this is? Where does she? And they're saying this in English because I don't speak Vietnamese. And, but it was an ongoing, she wants to send you seeds for us? I go, yes. yes. That's, how you, that's how people think. So one person thinks I need a machete to get to the hotel <laughs> in the U.S. and the other one wants to send you seeds. And, and again, that's the misinformation or the, the notion of, oh, you know, we know these countries. So, you know, people are assuming that Vietnam is just like jungle, which I'm sure yeah. there are some places like that. But for the majority yeah. of it, it's like a New York. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a literally in a city. It's, it's as loud. I don't hear the traffic, but it's, it's loud like New York. Because there's so many people, right? So many motorbikes. But yes, so the the book is is just a little eye opener, a little introduction to the fact that it's it, it is different. Yeah. It's you know as different as we are, it's we're also similar. We're also very similar. Mm-hmm. So that's the book is a cookbook with some lighthearted culture to it. Most definitely. And, you know, we, we definitely are, you know, very similar, you know, when you go to travel and meet these new people, yes, you realize very how, how, how very close in relation we really are. And such Absolutely. a beautiful thing. Um, and I, I, I want to commend you, of course, you know, just for your, your background and for you traveling and you getting to know, you know, different cultures and just immersing yourself in that. Um, and, and I wish more people could do that. I, I feel like it would make the world such a better place, you know, if I we... Agree all get to know each other um, from different continents, cities, countries, whatever the case may be. You know, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. It's such an eye-opener. So um, I, I definitely, you know, appreciate you coming on today and just, you know, sharing your story and unpacking all of your journey. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And thank you to my listeners for tuning in for this um, episode of The Spirit Adventure. I am your host, Nia Nicole. And until next time, See you soon.